2: This week, we're serenaded by Rachel Candu. We visit Chicago, Indiana, and then we eat some Icelandic candies. Let's go! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Special guest joining us on this week's program, Jordan Rachel Cantu.
3: Rachel Cantu is a uh, singer songwriter, an LA based. Uh, indie rock. LA is Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, indie rock is independent Just for, rock. Independent, as long independent as rock we're music. Uh, rock
2: is short for rock and roll. Sure. It's also a euphemism for sex. You know, in the 1950s. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, Um, i'm I'm very
4: uncomfortable right now
2: that's that's (laughs) totally appropriate it's a shitty chair and i apologize
3: (laughs) and we're doing a bad job yeah we're
2: terrible at this
3: uh rachel
2: uh i'm getting out of the business
3: yeah uh rachel has put out uh some some solo records uh you may have seen her on tour with the likes of ben lee tegan and sarah limbeck is that. Etc. Etc. Cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> is that an, is an adequate list of your accomplishments? John Cougar Mellencamp. <clears throat> mm hmm. Uh, Debbie Reynolds.
4: <laughs> A short stint with Debbie
3: Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah an, an evening with Debbie and Rachel. Did You did that, right? Yeah. No, Absolutely. <laughs>
2: We'll talk, um, we'll talk about country that later. legend
3: George Jones, sure, and 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 Rachel Rachel is is, form, you know, prominent for first and foremost noteworthy for her for her wonderful singing and songwriting, but also kind of secondarily because we went to high school together.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes, so we did.
3: That's also <laughs> something about you um how'd that go going to high school with me
4: that was great can i tell you when i first met you
2: yeah sure <laughs> I'd to, well yeah <laughs> well, i, I want to before remember. we before we hear this story i want to say we're we're live for our oh, introduction right. oh right yeah we're live for our introduction this week in a weight room so while you tell the story i'm gonna do some reps.
3: and i'm <laughs> and i'm gonna read uh highlights magazine and try and uh uh see what's wrong with the picture
2: okay good Oh, you're
3: supposed to say, Jordan, you're thinking of a waiting room. Jordan, you're thinking
2: of a waiting room. Well, I was wrong. Let's continue. (laughs) This is great. We're Uh, fantastic at this, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't
3: remember the first time we met. What what were the circumstances? I hope it was embarrassing for me.
4: Probably. Actually, well, you had just come back to school after getting metal rods. In your leg, isn't that what Oh yeah. You know, yeah you, you had I, got hit by a car?
3: I did. Freshman year of high school I got, Whoa, I
2: got okay. hit. Whoa Jordan, by a car. I did not know that you had got hit by a car. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> get you that. Had been
4: been,
3: been, been... hit. Yes. <laughs> I've been been hit. Yeah. Um and I just
4: remember thinking like everybody loved you, and they were like, "Jordan, when's Jordan coming back?" And I don't know.
3: I think like, I no, think no, they I'm were, pretty sure. They, I, well, <laughs> here's what I think. I think it was a little disingenuous. I think they were just jumping on the bandwagon, you know, like
4: because he got hit.
3: Yeah, but like, and like a couple people were like, "Oh, that guy's great," and then they're like, "Oh, now that he's, you know, it's like Patrick Swayze, who likes that guy, but now that he's got cancer, everybody's like, <laughs> oh, Patrick Swayze is my favorite. I love Point Break.' No, I you think don't. I
4: just felt really jealous because I'm sure by the time like that you had left. I had gotten into, you know, our little friend circle, and they liked me, and then all of a sudden you came back, and you were it was kinda, just like, who's this curly-haired freak that's you, just like She actually my-
2: jumped out in front of a car, <laughs> but she was disappointed because all she got was a cast. She didn't get any pins. Yeah. yeah
3: I was like... Mm. You know, you got to get, got to get hit at that exactly right angle.
2: Yeah, it's got to be perfect,
3: Jordan. By the primer gray Toyota Corolla driven by illegal immigrants <laughs> who who run off
2: after they hit you. Oh, jeez. that really what happened? Yeah, to you? it did. Did you have insurance? Did your insurance cover it? Yeah, I mean, I was a high school student, and you know, well, what does that have to do with having parents? insurance?
3: Well, then your parents cover you. I don't like having. <laughs> if to... your parents have insurance, they and did. ever
4: since then, you've walked with a slight little.
3: Yeah. A little jangle. My parents little
2: didn't have. A metallic jangle. Jordan, I don't like your classism because my parents didn't have insurance for a significant portion of my childhood. <laughs> my Yikes. apologies. I paid for visits to the doctor with uh, little stickers from Medi Cal.
4: That's what you get when you grow up in Orange County? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You'll, you'll have to Spoiled forgive. Spoiled
4: little barat.
2: You'll have to forgive Rachel with, and I. We're with gonna be... health
4: insurance.
3: Yeah, with their health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and non
2: government cheese you know yesterday or uh, maybe a couple private, days ago, private cheese I, you know, of course i get I get migraines, but uh, i don 't usually get the like some people who get migraines they get like the blinky lights, mm. and I had really intense blinky lights, and I thought I was going to die or something. I thought like maybe I have. Because I knew that I'd, I knew that I'd get migraines, so I always assumed that because they once checked me when I was eight or nine for a brain tumor, that I don't have a brain tumor. It's just migraines. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, it's long enough down the line that I could have migraine. I mean, I definitely have migraines, but I could also have a brain tumor. You oh. I see what saying, I'm saying?
4: Past eight or nine, can't you develop
2: yeah, absolutely. You can, cons- cons- at any point during your life, you can develop a brain tumor.
4: So now, again, you are in fear of having a so
2: brain So I think I may have migraines and a brain tumor, because, as I said, it's established that I have migraines. That may be masking the symptoms wow. of the brain tumor, but I got a big blinky light. Well, that would explain why you're so dumb.
4: Uh.
2: High five, right? <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: I, I hate this,
2: myself. I hate this high school buddies episode of Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. Yeah, we're just
4: gonna gang rip up. on you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I totally understand. I've become a self diagnosing kind of person, slash hypochondriac, I guess that's what they call.
2: You are a bit hypochondriacal.
4: Right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> what have you, you self diagnosed with recently?
4: Same thing. I'm, I was pretty sure I had a brain tumor, too. Instead, it was just sinuses.
2: <laughs> yeah. Briefly she thought she she may have been hit by a car Until as well. I did some
4: research on the internet And I was like oh Everybody gets this, this
2: Pretty clearly sinuses
4: <laughs> and so well, I was laying in bed going I'm dying What
2: did you think just like I a small just the Pressure on your temples yeah. you were thinking that's brain tumor a, That's
4: exactly what it was and my, my You figured it was one of those Like a
2: fast acting brain tumor yeah. Like I, it was an inflatable brain, brain tumor And tomorrow. you'd accidentally I see what you're saying what happened to me is I had this horrible blink, blinky lights, which I'd never, never been a symptom of my migraines before. And I knew like, oh, that's a migraine symptom. But I'm like, it's okay. I have health insurance. Worse things to worse. Worse things come to worse. I can go to the, I can go to the doctor. You know, at least, you know, I have that kind of medical insurance where you pay the first $10,000 or something like that. Sure. But I figured if I had to get brain surgery, it would be okay. And then uh, yesterday, like the day after this happened, Teresa was like, You know how we were talking about taking you to the emergency room? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, I realized that I forgot to renew our health insurance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, you can only buy health insurance like 12 months at a time or something if you're not buying real health insurance. Like the most of the the like five thousand dollars health insurance is like is supposed to be is theoretically temporary. It's like supposed to bridge you between your actual health insurance. But I don't have actual he- I don't have money to buy actual health insurance. <laughs> no. So I just have to jump from twelve months to twelve months. So just try. My point is, don't try not don't to give you a brain tumor yeah, somehow. Yeah, try not to give me a brain tumor because it could be mm-hmm. a dangerous situation. And if
4: it makes you feel any better, I don't have health insurance now.
2: Oh, good. Karma. Thank God. Did they dump Wait. you because of your sinus condition? Is that what you're saying? That <laughs> you're too, much of, too much of a risk? Too much of a risk. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
1: <laughs>
2: it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, indie singer, songwriter uh, Rachel Cantu. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. I got that right, right? Yeah. Now, (laughs) I'm holding in my hand, what I am holding in my hand may look to you in the radio audience like it's just a plain red box. Red and white, sure, it's a nice box, but it's no special significance, right? Sure. Wrong. Whoa. (laughs) This box comes from Iceland. Okay. It's a frozen wasteland north of the Atlantic Ocean. I believe
4: It did look very foreign.
2: A few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago, a listener emailed me and said, I don't have any money to donate to Jordan Jesse Go because I'm unemployed and I live in Iceland. And I said, that's no problem. And he said, but my friend works at a candy factory. Should I send you some Icelandic candy? To which I replied, why isn't it here already? You Icelandic asshole. Good news, Jordan. No, we have a giant bag of Icelandic candy. 1011 Pegar Perhentar. That's <laughs> what the bag says. Iceland candy. Da, 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 da. Okay. First Iceland candy here is uh, Freygin, that's Freyjn. That's F R E Y J N. Duper. That's D J U with an accent. P U uh, R. If you're wondering what this is, this is actually. Uh, Sukula um, de Hujatabutur Lacris. It's from the Freja company. Uh, and if you're wondering what their address Fraja Freja F, Verstivor 36 200 Kappa Island, Iceland.
4: I'm really glad that you're the one fake pronouncing these.
2: Yeah. Okay, so. I think we're going to I think
3: we're gonna get a lot of <laughs> mileage out of this. More languages sound weird, joke. <laughs> 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 who wants to try Juchapur? I'll try. I'll try okay. Oh
4: my god! What did I get myself into? Jujapour comes out in yourself black into and eating something
3: from a mystery box sent by an Icelandic internet weirdo. Jujapour comes in a black and white bag. What does it look like? It's uh, a, looks. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's white and kind of has the texture of like a malt ball.
2: Okay. A, um,
4: looks like those Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like a.
2: Jordan is as Ackenyele so uh, so pithily reminded us. Put it in your mouth. Oh, it's a raisin.
3: It's a raisin. It's a
2: raisinette. Yeah, it's a raisinet. <laughs> it's a raisinet mm-hmm. But it's too big to be a raisinette, and it's white. It's just a raisinette?
3: It's just like a candy. So, yeah, there's a raisin in the middle. It's got a candy shell on it. Okay. It's like a, oh, it's like an M M&M and M with peanuts, but with a raisin in the middle. What? Oh,
2: okay. That's good. That sounds pretty good. Okay. Give me one. Want one? Yeah. Next up, don't I'm worry, like, Rachel. No, I, I've I'm got just one keep throwing them at you.
4: I'll I'm, hold it until I need okay. to
2: I've got one for you. I knew that you were a big fan of Lindu buffs. Right. <laughs> Woo! So I got you this Lindu buff. It's by the Gibba Linda Company. Uh their address, by the mm-hmm. way, is Bajer Harani twenty four Hafnar for all uh 3466 so, uh, here's a Lindu buff.
4: Okay, it's just my luck that, Jordan, we get, like, the raisinette M&M kind of thing.
2: Right, and you're right. get the chocolate-covered snake. <laughs> <laughs> now, a Lindu buff comes oh. in a green... Eat it, anyway. <laughs> a Lindu buff comes in a gle- green package that's about the size of maybe, like, a marshmallow peep. I'm sure. What is that? Is that some kind of chocolate-covered marshmallow? Yep. Oh, man, that's that looks it. good. Nice Lindu buff.
4: Wow. It's all like Easter candy. It's
3: yeah, all they yeah. eat there.
2: <laughs> it's perpetual Easter in Iceland. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because uh, I've never celebrated Easter by consuming a Noah Mondlur Hudader <laughs> Um This is by the Mondlur Company. I'm going to try this one out. This one's purple, so I'm thinking that maybe it won't have any chocolate in it, since I'm not allowed to eat chocolate. Okay.
4: Oh, Jordan, that's like licorice not a fan. Yeah? The one that you had that you said was an M&M. You actually did get the worst one.
2: It yeah. has licorice it like in bl- it? Like Mine black not- licorice. Why is Jordan trying to bullshit us? <laughs> ah, I tricked you by
3: saying a licorice was a raisin. I don't know. Maybe there's different ones. Okay. Maybe you can't Oh, you taste. know Maybe it is a licorice. I, I think I was you? wrong. <laughs> it's licorice. I'm sorry. You're right. Oh, it's sorry. black. Okay.
1: Wait, wait, wait.
2: A mandalure is very, very hard. Okay. But is- it is maroon colored. Mm-hmm. This is like a really difficult-to-eat Tootsie Roll. (laughs) Man, a Tootsie Roll is pretty difficult to eat. But it's purple. Okay. I don't know why it's purple. That's a Noah Mondlur.
4: It doesn't taste purple?
2: No. Is that it? No, there's two more. (laughs) Okay. Do we have to eat all of them? I'm going to guess that this Villa Couture is uh, Caramella plus Corn color plus kex. So I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> right now, uh, this is definitely the most exciting of the... Uh, oh,
3: you're right. This. Oh, sorry, just to, to correct. This poor has a real nasty aftertaste. This is not... <laughs> it was kind of nice while I was eating it, but currently I'm not enjoying
2: it. I'm not enjoying the one I ate a few minutes ago. Not at all. Do you think it's like a salted licorice? Sometimes my mom really yeah. likes a salted licorice.
4: Does that even make sense? Like I don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> what
4: salted licorice?
2: No, it doesn't. Okay, this one is mm-hmm. called Opal, and it actually you know, all it is is an opal. It doesn't have a lot of really crazy shit written on it, but it does. It does. Opal is written in like a in like a, a target that makes it look like it would be on the back of a guy's cafe racer jacket, uh, and the guy is riding a Vespa. So here we go. I'm gonna open up opal. Everybody gets an opal, okay? okay. Here's an opal. One for you. opal. Thank you. Here's an opal for you. Thanks. Um, and I'm gonna have an opal. It looks a it looks, it looks like Gummy. a juju fruit. Yeah. Juju bee.
4: Wow, it's really hard too.
2: Wow, it's oh, really this weird. Is
4: like a fucking <laughs>
3: cough drop. This is like a chewy. I'm gonna spit it out. I know opal.
2: I like this Opal. What? This Opal tastes like... you just like... drink Dimatap out of the bottle? If you I like... love the taste of cough syrup. Well, Dimatap... This tastes like Stimmerol gum.
4: I think I'm in between the both of you, and uh. I just keep eating it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jordan literally spat it out and threw it in the trash.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One, one side of me really wants to do that, but the other side is like, no. <laughs> Keep going. Just eat
3: yeah.
2: it. Mm. Do you think that the weird it's like taste, it's like an abusive relationship? <laughs> <Yeah>. Do you <laughs> think that this weird taste, Jordan, comes There's so much fun? Do you think it comes from the hay plefni, the secor? Or the glucosacerape. I'm guessing it's the cough medicine. It I'm maybe, guessing
3: that's where it gets its taste. Do you it's think from the, the Robitussin that they you think
2: it's pos- froze in the freezer. Do you think it's possible that the word in Icelandic for cough medicine is lacriskjarni? Nope. Oh, Rachel's jumping ship. Throwing <laughs> it in the garbage. You're the only one who can stomach one of these. I
3: love oat balls. Well, it's know. really clearing out my sinuses, too. Well,
4: good thing you have two boxes.
3: Holy I like I just, mackerel. Yeah, I feel like I just drank some of that Dr. Brommer's magic soap. <laughs> jeez man i have that tingly menthol taste in my mouth
4: isn't this one of the things that someone got mad that you eat on the air
2: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Slobber.
3: Slobber noise.
2: Okay, I have an announcement to make, Jordan. Oh, hold on, actually, actually. Oh, yes, go ahead. Well, it is about the candy? I yes. was going to slightly change the subject. No, because we have different segments for different subjects, Jordan.
3: <laughs> well, the, uh, Rachel had a nice segue. In just, anyways, keep going. Go fuck yourself, Jordan. Wow, all right. I, Why don't you
2: guys go back to high school where you were so fucking popular because you had right? fucking kids in <laughs> yeah. your life? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, we're going to be high five and all show. If you live... In a foreign country. And by foreign, I mean not the United States. Okay, that's the definition of a foreign country the world over. Canada counts. Please send us in the mail a weird candy. You can find our address on the website. Uh, Just go to maximumfund.org. click on About. Uh, You can find the address there. It says for publicists, but you can use it to send us candy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Send us a weird candy of the place that you live. And if you'd like to include some kind of explanation uh you're welcome to do so
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> man that opal's gonna be with me all day i am i'm am loving this opal right now jordan um, mm.
3: i hate uh, iceland and it's candy <laughs> i hate wow. the whole country
2: now man jordan if i were you i wouldn't want to get in trouble with ari from iceland yeah, well. you remember you remember what happened when we uh didn't get rutger hauer on the show ari came down on us pretty hard it's true and as we know also all icelandic people have a very severe, halting way of speaking English, perfectly. <laughs> 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 that is fundamentally terrifying. At sure. It's very core. So yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, mess them. Right. I would I would with them. They can crush your spirit with words.
3: I would get yeah, right. I'd hate to get get
2: chewed out in the king's English. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, we'll be oh. back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
3: No, I mean fine. Bring this up. I'm just saying. Okay, Rachel, you mentioned earlier. You said you 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 guys get bitched out for eating on the air sometimes. I thought that was a good uh, illustration of how Rachel is the first guest to ever do a little research before coming on the That's show. That's true.
2: Rachel did is you, the you, first you, guest ever to come on Jordan Jesse Go who's listened to Jordan Jesse Go before. So you said you
3: you took some notes. What did you
2: What did you take I notes did. about?
4: Are you ready for this? Is yeah. this Okay. Can we? Yeah. Do you this have notes forever? in
3: your pocket? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: A little piece of notebook paper.
3: All right. It's good. Whoa, it's fun whoa, look for at that. if you're if you're okay.
2: like Rachel, you're a touring musician. Sure. You need something fun to listen to in your touring bus. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Here we go.
2: He's in the notes. Okay.
4: Things that I have learned, observed, or would like to make a comment about Jordan.
2: Did you write this all out? Yes. Don't you write? Don't you do your your note taking an outline form? <laughs> yeah. Look at this. This is an A. This is an A, a one. It's
3: like scribbles and scratches.
4: Roman,
2: yeah. It's paragraphs.
4: And, um, sorry, not, not a lot about you, Jesse. I really
2: That's fine. do apologize. I know it's You'll okay. You'll
4: probably actually thank me okay. in the end. Um, first one, you've had girlfriends? Question mark?
3: <laughs> oh, is that surprising? <laughs>
4: uh, we lost touch for a while. No, you know it's true, what I mean? it's true. So,
3: and you just assumed
2: I was living some sort Did you believe Jordan <laughs> to be a homosexual? Is that what you're, <laughs> you're suggesting just here? just live some sort of chaste life? Not at
4: all, not at all. I just, uh... Maybe asexual.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, My cells divide. Come on, you're like a
4: you're like a brother. I can't. I can't. All right. I can't think of.
3: Okay,
2: me in the
3: throes of. Okay, go ahead. Right. You're All like right.
2: a brother who you presume never have to <laughs> never to have had amorous relations with the right, opposite sex. Right, because brothers don't. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Brothers don't do
2: that. No, absolutely not.
4: Um. <laughs> you and Jesse have gay kissed.
2: We have gay kissed. We have gay kissed. That's true. Right. We have gay All kissed. Right.
4: Um.
2: And no I, tongue though. <laughs> no tongue. It wasn't as gay as it could have been. Jordan's really stubbly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. He's a Actually, you know what? That's a that was an important formative experience in my life. Not so much because I gay kissed my friend, <laughs> but because I realized what it's like when a girl is saying like, Oh, you're so stubbly yeah. when we kiss. <laughs>
4: So now you're clean shaven.
2: Yeah, I am clean shaven right now. But you know, sometimes you don't have, I, a, th- you don't have a thick beard though, Jesse. No, I'm I have a thin beard. Mm. I have dark enough hair that it uh, that it looks awful if I don't shave for a day. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, not thick enough to grow any cool mustaches or beards.
4: It's quite unfortunate.
2: Yeah, it's really whack.
4: Mm. Um, you really just made the.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
4: Redumlicans equals hilarious. You
2: guys, okay. <laughs> Redump, sure. You guys mind talking I'm going to have an oat ball? Yeah, yeah. No, continue. Continue oh with God. the list.
4: Mm. Um, listening to your voice actually reminds me. No, it gives me flashbacks of Uno Tuxedo with a top hat and a monocle singing Fancy Forgetting in our high school musical. The Boyfriend.
3: Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Was, excuse me. <laughs> I was, uh. Excuse uh, and a monocle. me. Yeah. I, the yeah, that was, um, I, I was in, that was, I, I would say one of my, one of my finest high school performances <laughs> was in the, uh, flapper era, uh, spoof, spoof light comedy, The Boyfriend.
4: I just remember them putting this play on and all, everybody, cause we had this drama teacher that liked to put on the most random. Musicals. It was like
3: yeah, she was like the young upstart drama teacher. We, we had
4: one before that would put on all the well-known whatever, and everybody loved them. Your, him, your and Oklahomas,
3: was a, your, your guys music and dolls. Man. Exactly. Sure, music, yeah,
2: yeah. But then and
4: then, then and then the, our drummer, then the
2: Maverick came <laughs> and in. And she put
4: it like once on this island, like all these ones that like, She's like
2: I'm turning this high school upside down. Yeah. And then
4: even the the plays were weird. I don't know. It was never well known. And I remember trying to explain to people, no, it's funny. It's a spoof. Yeah, and everyone's just like, like
3: airplane. <laughs> <only with laughs> people Did not do, get it. Only with thirteen-year-olds doing the Charleston.
4: Yeah. yeah, the Charleston. That was the big number. Sure. That was it.
2: I, it was I had to learn how to do the high, the Charleston in high school myself. Yeah.
3: Why? Most I think
2: we've all had to learn to <laughs> do the Charleston in high school at some point. Yeah. I mean, some of us, some of us, you know, we're on the football team. Some of us, you know. Got high under the bleachers. I Some they, of us learned to do the Charleston. I think they teach the football team how to do the Charleston.
4: <laughs> I could be happy.
2: I mean, I wasn't on, on the football team, team but really, yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. You could. Okay, be we don't happy have to sing the songs the from, the from the musical. We get in genius. trouble with BMI. Genius. Ask oh, yeah. BMI. Shoot. Yeah, you, you oh, just
4: <laughs> you
3: just fucked us big time. Yeah. Any 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 other noteworthy lists, uh, list list? I never want to
4: see you in a kryptonite suit again. I did. Stock you on
3: YouTube.
4: Too. Okay. Um, kryptonite
2: and, suit. He did wear a kryptonite suit. I did. Yeah. I, I, there is YouTube.
3: a video of me on YouTube wearing a kind of a green body sock. Please,
4: please search that. Mm-hmm. Everybody and sure. comment on that. We because, can. We'll,
3: we'll throw that up. On, okay.
4: Um. You may have fooled John Travolta, but you did not fool me.
3: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You another allusion to an internet clip. Anyway. So yeah. yeah so we it has nothing like, to so, do with the show. So Rachel, we kind of we kind of lost touch for a while, but then. You know, we, my spaced, reconnected, and then...
4: No, remember I, I saw you on the street. And you know how I saw you on the street?
3: How? Oh, right, right, okay, anyways. Your hair. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> your hair. Uh, Anyways, so you've been catching up with me on the internet. That's I nice. Have. Just, I don't, just
4: I don't, the internet. No, we had dinner. Oh, Come yeah, we, no, we did.
2: I don't have to worry about any of this stuff, because I didn't have any friends in high school. <laughs> yeah, no. you're, you you currently live with your friend from high school. Yeah, And are getting exactly married to, to her.
4: <laughs> you don't have to do this awkward catching up on the radio thing, I mean
2: my big problem is that uh, is people remembering who I was from high school, and I have no idea who they
3: are, just oh,
2: yeah, regularly in San Francisco, just all the time it's brutal it's a very difficult situation I'm sorry to hear that okay, we can go to break now. Jordan, do you want to host the show from now on? Yes, please. It'll be better. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll do a better new, job. Your new host, Jordan Morris. All, hey, I, all everybody. I'm going to have to do from now on is, is be the sidekick and occasionally throw a wrench in things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jordan. You're the new host. We'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go.
3: We've got. We've oh, wait, got wait. Sexy I have rocker. A, I have a
2: topic that I wanted to bring up.
3: Oh, sure. No, we're going to break. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're doing what I did.
2: Yeah. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I want to see that.com is the sponsor of Jordan, Jesse, go. Now, Jordan, you and I actually went to the movies. We did. This we did is go like to the, the most amazing occurrence. I left the house, which is truly remarkable, Rachel. You don't know me, but I I left it's a my, bit of a shut in. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> a shut in or a troll. Yeah, or a goober. I mean, as long as there's snack foods at home, sure, you you're know. Fine. I do occasionally walk down to the Seven Eleven to get some crispy hot Cheetos. <laughs> sure, I don't think they're called crispy hot. Crispy's nah. not really a modifier of hot. Nah. Um, we saw Jim uh, Cotta... <laughs> Jim Carter 2 <laughs> Jim Carter 2 which was written by David Mamet starring Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> we saw Red Belt written by David Yeah, it's Mamet the it's just the, the,
3: Chuwetel Ejiofor. Now
2: Red Belt if you're wondering about it, it's a sequel to Punch Fight. Um, which was a movie well, about a man more, who I would didn't say want to have of a, a prequel fight. prequel to Punch Fight. Oh, okay. Well, sure it is. It is a bit of a Well, it's sort of it exists in an alternate Right. Uh, in it's an like alternate storyline coming out. Yeah, exactly. They kind of they broke the reality and there's a word for that in comic books. What is that called? Where there's like alternate like storylines and continuity. Sure it's enough. an alternate continuity version of Punch Fight, okay. Um, and it stars Chiwetel Ejiofor as a guy who's no really good at martial arts, but he doesn't want to be in the competition. But it turns out he has to be,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Jordan. It turns out he has to be
3: for reasons of honor.
2: Yeah. Plus, he's got he's got a you know he's got to build his relationship with the lady from Thirty Rock who had the bird bones. So it's really a very powerful movie. I found it very powerful. Ricky Jay is in it, he says some funny Ricky Jay stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really a magical film uh, that I can heartily recommend to anyone out there who's interested in David Mamet Or just love the original Punch Fight and want some more of that. Sure. You know what I mean? Just a guy who's reluctant to fight. A new
3: take on Punch Fight.
2: Exactly. It's Just a different perspective.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Gus Van Zandt's Psycho. It's a shot-for-shot
2: remake of Punch Fight. Yeah, exactly. Only this time it's helmed by legendary playwright David Mamet. Sure. So it's very exciting. It's actually, you know, it's a lot like David Mamet's uh, Hollywood satire, State in Maine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor mostly fights Philip Seymour Hoffman and Bill Macy. There you go. Um, actually, I really that liked, sounds. I really liked this movie. Jordan didn't like it as much as I did, but I re- did really like it. I liked it up until the last 20 minutes. Okay, well... I, it gets a little silly in the last 20 minutes. Because it's a movie about a martial arts tournament, Jordan. Well... And it's also a David Mammon movie. Like sure. if there weren't no, no, a few no. ridiculous, it's, right, right, right. If there weren't a few ridiculous things happening in the last twenty minutes of a David Mammon movie, you'd be pretty disappointed. Right. I
3: yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the it, Edge of Four is great. Like we do a lot of joking around about Edge of Four on the show, but this is like a this is like a um that guy's like George Clooney like Denzel yeah. Washington style movie star performance. It's he is really spectacular.
2: Good. Man, she would tell you before. That guy's like magic. I haven't
3: seen a movie star performance this good since Tom Jane in The Mist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that earnestly. That is a great, that was the only, that's the only like lead male performance I've seen recently that's been as compelling.
2: Jordan loves The Mist so much. It's great. Uh ooh, I want to see that.com. You can go on the <laughs> website. <laughs> uh, you can go on the website and click on either The Mist. You can't do this. No. It's not in theaters you anymore. That. You can click on, just click on, but look for the, it's under P for Punch Fight 2. It's called Punch Fight 2, Red colon,
3: Belt. Red Belt the
2: by Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> click on it, and then get your friends to click on it if they want to go see it. The website, just so you know, Rachel, it's a website where you click on what movies you want to go see, your friends click on what movies they want to go see, and then it sets you up on a friend date.
3: Gross.
4: <laughs>
2: That's it's not a, gross. It's a little gross. But that is
1: not gross. It was That's gross delightful. when we went to
2: the movie. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la,
1: la, la, la,
2: la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Without a microphone is Jordan Morris, boy detective. You're hey. fired from the show, Jordan. Hey! You're off the show. You don't even talk. Can
3: I hang out? <laughs>
2: Yeah, you can totally hang out. There's some uh, cold pizza in the fridge if you want any, and I think I got a few brews left. Do not spill the bong. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, you're going to sing a song for us.
4: The song is called (sighs) A Genius and a
0: Wizard. I'm taking my time so my gun will shine when I walk right up to your door You won't see it shine from the floor they said this is the law and it's not far behind I forgot your picture on me in not much time But my goal is to shoot you blind I am a genius and a wizard But I ain't got nothing on you, honey Cause you're somehow fooling all the lovers And to believe in It's about the money And even with the death around I can still hear the sound Of you dragging my name All around town Yeah, I was kind And yeah, I was good When I was running wild In your neighborhood I don't expect sympathy when they lock me up and throw the key, cause you survive enemies all across this country, and I bought, bought, bought it, yeah, bought it. Just let me because I've got two out there gunning for me. They sit there so quietly out in Oakland City.
3: Yeah Woo! Yes Rock and roll.
2: <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, indie singer-songwriter Rachel Contu, who also went to uh, high school with Jordan. Sure. A good summary. Yeah. I'm proud of and that. And she
3: has some prestigious
2: Some prestigious credits.
3: credits. credits. But first and foremost, is going to high school with me.
2: Yeah, oh. I mean, do you put that... I mean, if I were you, and it was on a billing, you know, like in a press release, it would say, you know, Tegan and Sarah, such and such records, such and such television programs... You would, yours would say Rachel Cantu, and then in parentheses went to high school with Jordan Morris, and then in double parentheses fuel TV. Of course,
4: yeah. no, I I definitely feel like that would get me many places. I
3: will give you permission to do that if you want to. Feel okay. Like you feel like your career isn't you know yeah on the right trajectory. I dem- I drop. demand that you do that.
2: Not I insist. Lie, I'm, I'm,
4: I'm very proud of Jordan, and after. Doing lots of obsessive research.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> kryptonite <laughs> suit the whole nine <laughs> right? yards.
4: I'm, I'm very impressed.
2: Yeah. Hey, likewise. And from now
4: on, you are on my resume.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, you know how we've been complaining a lot about Hollywood lately on the show. We have. Uh, you've it's been complaining theme. about the uh, your entertainment indus- ind- industry insider status. I've been complaining about uh my being um, annoyed by guys with Ed Hardy shirts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, I think that probably there are a lot of people out there in say Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Uh in say Lawrence, Kansas. Butte, Montana. Uh they're thinking this isn't real. Mm-hmm. This isn't a real thing. Luckily for us, friend of the program Asterios Kokonos, uh who uh a bon vivant, a man about town, mm-hmm. a former production assistant at Mad TV, uh, a guy who told me that when Bobby Lee from Mad TV thought that another one of the cast members on Mad TV had slept with his girlfriend, he went to that cast member's dressing room and took a shit on the floor. Um, (laughs) just a general all around good guy. Sure. You know, the kind of guy who's always ready to give you that kind of information that's important to know in contemporary American society. Uh, he posted something on the Maximum Fun Message Board that I thought was really important, important to share with everyone. Uh, the, the subject line, what the guy in the office next to me is yelling. It's just a direct quote. Here's the quote. If Mira Sorvino says she wants these shoes And you've called three places And they don't have the shoes I've got two options I can go to her trailer and say Mira, we don't have the shoes We've got these other shoes And now, by the way She's not coming out of her trailer without the shoes Or I can find the shoes Look, <laughs> I know you're sick But this is important ha <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Hollywood. <laughs>
3: Hold on. Why? I didn't know that Mira Sorvino was currently famous enough to, uh, to have shoes yelled about. I mean, I think that this, uh, this it's, so, it's
2: such a beautiful moment. Maybe in,
3: someone was playing a recording from, uh, from someone shortly yelling on
2: after the of The Mimic. Yeah, shortly after the movie Mighty Aphrodite was released. Sure. Or Mimic, the one I said. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it's a truly magical moment. I mean, there's no... How could you possibly... She needs these shoes, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, she's Mira Sorvino. Number three, it's a guy yelling at his assistant to do something stupid. Sure. And finally, in conclusion... The most beautiful moment of all.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, you're sick. Man.
2: I know you're sick, but this is important. <laughs> this is not important at all, Rachel. Not even. This a little is bit. the least important, Jordan. This is the least important thing
3: that's ever happened. You know, I um, I in my I've I've experienced. I, I've I've been working in Hollywood for, for a number of years. I've worked with some some heavyweights. Yeah, I, I've been around. You know, Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher, for instance.
2: Uh, uh. Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. Yes, not Kennedy from MTV. <laughs> now that would be a heavyweight. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, she. Oh, I, I. do see Kennedy in my building
3: sometimes. She works for Fox Reality.
2: Really? Yeah. I wish I was friends with Kennedy. Uh-huh. I was way into Kennedy when I was like eleven. No, she. Oh, are you kidding? Like Kennedy and Lisa Loeb are like the. Uh, oh yeah. Are the, are the twin? Oh are
3: the twin little glasses? 13-year-old nerd obsession. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a nod of approval. Yes? Yeah. You're on board with
2: this? You're there right here mostly, with mostly us?
3: Mostly Lisa Loeb.
2: Yeah. Big, Not Kennedy at all.
3: No. Isn't she a big Republican? She's Kennedy. a big
2: Republican. But I only found out she was a big Republican long after, <laughs> after you had she, been <laughs> masturbating to yeah. her.
3: And you can't just give that up. You can't just stop when you're... Um, Oh anyway, so kind of my experience with this kind of hysteria about what a star wants. And you know, granted I've never worked around a you know, a Nicole Kidman or a, you know, uh Harrison Ford.
2: Yeah, sure. Tom
3: Cruise. Yeah, no, no. Um but this kind of hysteria that kind of they need this. Betty now, Davis that kind of yelling, um is that that is that's a that's a thing that the yeller is feeling like (laughs) i you know i i i was yelled at you know that's something that the yeller that urgency is coming from the yeller not from the person i think that you know that there's that show business feeling that um and and i'm sure this goes to other industries but i found it especially prominent in showbiz that holy shit i'm bad at my job like i could be fired at any second like as soon as the tide you know the internet is going to fire me is a feeling that i I feel like a lot of people have, so there 's that extra hysteria that if one little thing goes wrong you 're out and I, I think that is even actually a little bit true. I think that you know uh definitely because television is so fickle and so um, you know kind of based around trends that that people do get fired for silly reasons anyways but uh, i'm i 'm not positive that that in this situation I believe that Mira Sorvino – in some who, cases, who seems mild
2: mannered and down to earth. In some cases, it is the star though. Like for the for example, the other day I threatened to fire Teresa if she didn't get Coco to bring me some oat balls. Sure, because I love. Which them. you've
3: only recently
2: eaten a few minutes ago. <laughs> I love oat balls. It's Finding my favorite some holes candy. In this story. It's my favorite candy. Mmm, oat ball. You're a little brown, too chewy jujube of cough
4: drop, cough drop <laughs> flavor Mint-volley.
2: we should be clear uh, that the opal tastes specifically it does not taste like a fruity cough syrup it just tastes like the cough syrup part of the cough syrup yes
3: rachel you're a you're like a you're a recent la transplant right recently come you, you boston is that where you came to la from right
4: yeah, that makes it sound like I grew up in Boston that no. we didn't go to high school from, yeah, but, the, but no, you're from
3: <laughs> you're from Southie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what what have you had any? What's been your LA experience so far? Has there been any like? What's, what, what's, I
4: fell into the trap of becoming a production assistant.
3: Okay, how'd that go? Also,
4: and I agree, it's the same kind of like you leave your job every day thinking I did the worst job ever. Whereas you probably worked four times as hard as any normal job and you know ran around with your head cut off and tried to get Mira Savina her shoes and, and you still go home feeling like crap because somebody is a yeller. Mm-hmm. And it's true, I do agree that a lot of the times it's not from... The actual, I mean, sometimes, yeah, the actual person. But I have witnessed. You
3: had any divas? Have you had to?
4: No, I work in commercials. Come on. Okay. <laughs> but still, things See,
2: maybe Jared from Subway things go yeah. up at you or something. <laughs> things- that, what about maybe that uh, that bunny that lays eggs from the Cadburys ad? Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing bunny. There's only one. You that know? kid who's stoked that he won at Crossfire from the <laughs> Crossfire <laughs> commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fat kid from the Target education commercials who goes, Wanna buy some bird seed? It's for the birds.
1: <laughs>
3: what?
2: <laughs> Never seen that, so terrible.
3: Anyway. Uh, Anyways. Is that all we got? We've had some yellers. Yellers.
4: Yeah, but it also, it just it comes from the person yeah. The yeah, person okay. yelling at you. I've witnessed this too, where it's just been blown out of proportion. I don't know. It's just not reality. It's just not right.
2: No, Gosh it isn't. It. It's immoral. No it's, television. It, it's an immoral world that we live I in, Jordan. No, say. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart. Off microphone, Jordan Morris boy detective
4: I'm In Trouble.
2: With us with the Dunce Cat. With us is uh Rachel Cantu, who has another song to sing. What song are you going to sing this time, Rachel Cantu? This is
4: called Make a Name for Me and You. <laughs>
0: face with you. vices and those are your choices and I want to be there for you this place of sunrise is burning in my eyes and I want them to burn here
2: That's called rock and roll music from Rachel Cantu on Jordan, Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Singer, songwriter, Rachel Cantu alongside us here. Um, You guys want to go to the telephones? Mm. I have a question. Yes. Quick question, you guys. Shoot. You want to go to the telephones? Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys like to hit the phones? That's my favorite part (laughs) of the show.
5: This is... The guy who called who's in law school and was going to fail a law class, and I recently took my second exam for the class, and I'm proud to say that your mouth mouthparts of encouragement helped out very well because I passed this flying colors. So one more exam to go, and I will be in the clear and ready to graduate law school.
2: As far as I can tell, there's only one appropriate way to congratulate this young man who passed his business course in law school. <laughs>
3: Great. Congratulations, (laughs) asshole.
5: (laughs) It's Margaret in Manhattan with a momentous occasion. Uh, I think this one is one Jordan will probably appreciate in particular. I was doing my jazz gig on a recent Tuesday, and this gentleman comes in, looked to be about 50 years old, and was dressed in a manner that suggested he was either famous or the most fascinating crackhead I'd ever seen. Uh, Baggy plaid shorts, big jacket, crazy looking. Uh, well, someone pointed out to me that Bad Manners had played a concert around the corner earlier that evening, and this was, in fact, Buster Blood Vessel, the, uh, uh, front man for the noted the Ska Pioneer's Bad Manners. So I'm coming around, oh, Jesse, just so you don't fall asleep, pretend I just said it was Grandmaster Flash. Uh, uh, so later on, I'm coming around with a tip jar, and because I'm a total idiot, I said, oh, uh, uh... I hope it's not bad manners for me to ask for a tip to him. And he just and said, oh, good manners are hard to come by, love, but bad manners will make you a fucking fortune. So that was great. And uh, he drunkenly tried to sing along with the uh, song, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey, which he didn't know the words, but that was fun. And he gave me a, a sweet little drunken snog uh, at the end of the evening. So lip up, daddy, indeed.
1: Wait,
3: excuse me? <laughs>
2: wow. Now, what I want to know is, what is that? Why would Grandmaster Flash say that? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, I am that is a good one. Totally I, baffled.
3: Yeah, um, gosh, uh, that reminds me of a story that <laughs> big time Gene O'Neill told once. That kind of comparable <laughs> celebrity pod. Uh He would. Uh, Gene works at a um, a hot dog place called, or he worked like, throughout high school and then kind of, like, summers during college, worked at this hot dog place in the valley called the Wiener Factory. (laughs) And Richard Dreyfuss came in. And, you know, the Wiener Factory is staffed by guys who you would think would work at a place called the Wiener Factory. You know, dudes, dudes, dudes. Male models. Male models. (laughs) Um, And Richard Dreyfuss ordered, and the guy behind the counter said... (laughs) Wow,
2: you must be hungrier than (laughs) Jaws. You did I tell you about something else that yeah. happened to big time Gene O'Neill? I guess tell Rachel because I bet Jordan's already heard this. By the way, we've been getting a lot of requests for to get big time Gene O'Neill back on the show. We'll get him back on the show. Anyway. Right now he works on the day that we record the show, so we've got to figure out something else. But um, Gene O'Neil worked at a uh, Christmas tree lot. Um this was just like a regular christmas tree lot and he, he was during one of his sort of more down periods of his life so he wasn't very happy about working at this christmas tree lot and one day he's standing there taking his break sort of like off in the corner of the christmas tree lot and he sees Wesley Snipes walk up this is a christmas tree lot in hollywood he sees Wesley Snipes walk up on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the fence and Wesley Snipes is like hey, you dudes know anything about this uh, burnt-out building across the street? And Gene was like, no, I just <laughs> want to get the Christmas tree lot. <laughs> and Wesley Snipes says, yeah, I'm thinking about opening, opening up a club there. It's going to be pretty ill. And Gene's like, wow, that's great. Good, Great work, Wesley Snipes. And he goes, yeah, when I open up that shit, you dudes are going to be hanging out with me in the VIP, smoking some fat cigars. <laughs> and Gene goes, and Gene goes, yeah, when you open up your club, you're going to be hanging out with the guys from the Christmas tree <laughs> lot. And then Wesley Snipes goes, you know, big dog. And then he leaves.
3: Oh, man. Every time I think about that story,
2: I kind of, I want a fourth Blade movie to come out so bad. <laughs> Where's the next Blade movie? (laughs) Okay, let's go back to the phones. Oh, wait, I have a comment that I wanted to make about Margaret's call. Yeah. I like my, one of my favorite parts about doing this show. Yes. Is that it allows me to present uh, one of my closest friends to thousands of people across the world uh, as defined by only two characteristics: curly hairedness and enthusiasm for scam years. Eh? <laughs> there you go. That's...
4: I have to say, we were, I was working yesterday, and somebody put on Safe Ferris, and I did think of you. Is that? Is that sad? <laughs> that's that's the first I
3: don't thought. Know why I've become? I have a lot of other interests. <laughs> <laughs> other than that.
6: Hey, you Jesse. This is Ashley from Texas, and um, my mother. On a whim, just decided to go visit
5: her best friend who lives in Indiana, and I dropped her off at the airport just now. And I was talking
6: to her about like where she was going exactly, because I know her best friend lives in Indiana, but I'm not sure which city. And she goes, "Oh, we're going to Chicago." (laughs) I'm pretty sure Chicago isn't in Indiana. I'm pretty sure it's in Illinois, but uh, I could not convince my mom that she was not flying to Chicago, Indiana. So. Um, I'm not sure where she's going now, but she just got on a plane, and I guess I'll see her in four days.
2: I'm really happy. One reason I played this call, Jordan, is I'm just happy that Ashley from Texas is okay. Regular listeners to the program may remember Ashley from Texas as our official caller. She used to call in every week, and I was worried that something terrible had happened to her, Jordan. Yeah, well, clearly she's doing great. She's doing fine. She's having a lot of fun dropping her mom off at the airport. Um, and just so you know I you know I can't say for sure where she's going uh, in Indiana but she's probably going to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame which is in Boston Indiana which is actually where Rachel lived before she was here
6: right. Boston
2: yep. Indiana um, next call
6: hey Jordan Jesse go um, this is Pete from Lee in Pennsylvania um, I was just listening to Ashcon doing his soldier boy and I thought it was a joke at first you guys are all like you know oh now we're going to get serious and then uh, it touched me and I started crying so thanks a lot
2: jerks Ashcon made our listener cry Jordan wow and that makes Maybe that's the first instance of tears because of an episode of Jordan Jesse Go I'd like to think that some people cried when I cried on the show when did you cry when oh when yeah I talked about when about my dog died that I loved very much and very sincerely yeah I kind of just tuned out <laughs> forgot about that jordan i still cry about that sometimes you asshole who's the jerk here i think what we've what has been made clear is that if there is one jerk amongst us it is jordan morris the (laughs) curly-headed ska lover and nothing else ah jeez, jordan yeah You already knew that lots of celebrities love to listen to Jordan Jesse go. But did you know that lots of celebrities' spouses also love to listen to Jordan Jesse go? I did not know that. I'm guessing that, uh, for example, I'm just going to give some examples. These are just purely conjecture. Ice-T's wife, Coco, the adult model. Um, I'm guessing she probably listens. I'm guessing... Nicholas Cage's 18-year-old Asian sushi restaurant waitress wife. You got it. Nicholas Cage's sushi restaurant wife uh, l- listens to the program. Taffy Brodesser-Ackner, Claude Brodesser-Ackner's wife, mm-hmm. who didn't invite us to that party that one time. She probably listens to Jordan Jesse go. Sure. We don't have conclusive proof no. of any of those, though. But we do have conclusive proof that one celebrity's wife listens to Jordan Jesse go, I'm going to run the tape.
6: Hi, this is Ira Glass's wife. I'm calling to tell you that the game that he bought from the store was um, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, but it wasn't actually uh, for him. It was for some friends of ours who were getting married. Um, he, We only have a, a PlayStation 2 and um, basically the only game that he plays on that is uh, Soul Calibur. Um, so there you go. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, we had a call. We had a, for, 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 for If you're confused by that, um, we had a call a few weeks ago. Uh, someone was talking about a celebrity run-in they had. Uh, they work at a GameStop, and they said they sold Ira Glass, a Wii game, and we were speculating as to which Wii game it was. What, oh, what Wii game did we speculate it
2: was? We, were. I was guessing Wario Super, Super, moves. Super Wario Smooth Moves, which yeah. is my favorite Wii game. In that game, if you've ever never played it before, Rachel, it says, shake it, and then you have to go, oh, 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 and shake it. Oh, man, it is really something. Yeah. It's going like, and it says, shake it, and you go, ah. <laughs> and really, you shake it. Oh, man, do Wait, did- you ever, Rachel? That's the understatement of the century right there. <laughs>
4: Did anybody else pick up the, the fact that he was buying it for a wedding present?
2: Yeah, well... <laughs> <That> is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cheap. You know, babies sure. making babies these days. No, that's you know? true, yeah. Kids, kids getting 13 married. 13-year-olds. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably for... A it's, you know what it's probably for? It's probably for Nicolas Cage's wife. Mm-hmm. His 18-year-old sushi restaurant wife. Right. She loves Nintendo Would Wii. Would you
4: rather get china platters? Or a Wii game.
2: Right. No, that's a I good mean, that's a good point. Do you think we should take up a collection to buy Ira Glass Katamari Damashi? Maybe. Yeah. I, I kind of feel I'll like, like we should. I'll send him my
3: copy. I'll send him my. I, I have beautiful Katamari now for oh. Xbox, so I don't need my PlayStation one anymore. Are you going
2: to send it to him? Yeah. We'll send it no, to him with we'll we, a little note. Ira
3: Glass or his wife, if you'd like Katamari Damacy for PS2. We, I have their address. We
2: can send it to him at Chicago Public Radio. Yeah. No, because they're they're in New York. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where they're. I, I but I know their production coordinator, so I'll, okay, I'll well, ask him what the address is to send it to. If there's a closer address, yeah. And yeah, we're going to send Iroglass a new game to play. Besides Soul Calibur, it's funny. What is it? Soul Calibur involves demon slaying, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Soul Calibur.
3: It's a uh, it's a like kind of a medieval sword fighting game. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of nerdery around it. People uh, there's a, there's a big Soul Calibur cult. I don't understand it myself. Uh it doesn't. Maybe it, you should talk to Ira about it. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. Seems like one of those anyway. Seems like a button masher to me. Doesn't mm. seem real as technical as people want to say it is. Sorry never. it's
2: not one of your precious uh import fighting games for the Dreamcast. Jordan. Yeah, well it's
3: all, it's all I like. Oh
2: you know what? Now that I mentioned that, I misspoke earlier when I said that I have presented you to the world as my close friend who's sure, defined sure. only by Ska and curly hair. Ska, curly hair, import and Japanese import <laughs> Japanese fighting dream games cast for games. the Dreamcast. Now, last week on the program, we talked about uh, sex dreams. Yes. And I was ready to leave the subject behind, except that there was a couple that I really wanted to touch upon. Okay? So, because yeah. there's a couple calls that weren't too good.
7: Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Um... It's like 4 a.m. I have another sex dream for you guys. I don't know where this came from, but I just had a sex dream about Carrie Strug, the Olympic gymnastic from a while ago. Um, I was standing in front of my elementary school in some sort of long line, and then I realized I was standing in front of Carrie, standing behind Carrie Strug, and I, uh, didn't have any pants on. And then so in the middle of this line, we proceeded to um, have relations. Um, I don't really know how it went or how good it was. But um, yeah, I don't know where that came from, but sex dream about Carrie Strunk.
2: Um, my favorite part of this whole thing, is that he had a sex dream about Carrie Strug. Just I'm just going to ex- we'll give a rundown for Rachel. Sure. He had a sex dream about Carrie Strug. Right. He he woke up in alarm. At four in the morning. At four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, pawed his way on the bedside table, grabbed his cell phone, turned it on, <laughs> went to the preset for Jordan Jesse Go Hotline, pressed the green button, called that shit in.
3: Yeah, he, he kind of sounded like he was still...
4: He was still a little like, groggy? In
3: the, in the moment of the dream. He was like... <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, Thoroughly you're still, disturbed. Yes. Just, still inside Carrie Strug is what you're trying to say. Oh, my gosh. And that's what you, you said it.
3: You're am, the one who brought it up. I implied
2: it, it with uh, tone. Isn't Carrie Strug the one who, like, finished her routine after she broke her yeah. ankle? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, man. That's a real, like, yeah, that's a real, like, mid-90s. <laughs> Flash in the pan celebrity, that's like, uh, you know.
2: We need to get some, like, 1950s Freudian analysts on the show to, yeah. like, to, guys who talk like this to to talk about what's going on in these streams. <laughs> <laughs> and your brains. Now, your J- brains are crazy. Now, Jordan, a couple of weeks ago, the thing that's, that spawned all of this was a listener who called in... Because she had had a sex dream about you, sure. Jordan, and she said uh, she said that you were um, uh, gentlemanly, right? What did she say? She I think it was believed it was gentlemanly, but not a sissy, but not a sissy about it. Uh, she called in to offer a few more details because there had been a lot of confusion about what exactly what happened happened in the dream. A lot of discussion about this on the message board. She just wanted to clarify what what went oh, down. Wow.
6: Hi, Jordan Jesse. This is Kristen. I'm the one who called with the boner dream about Jordan a few weeks ago. Um, I don't even know if you care anymore, but since it's been brought up on the show a couple times, I thought I'd fill in some details, like this is some sort of explicit Mad Libs. Um, I wrote some stuff about it on the message board, but maybe you didn't see it. And that's the coolest I've ever felt. Anyway, so in a dream, Jordan was like, I guess my subconscious drew up this caricature. He was a dude wearing jeans. Split flops he had curly hair. And I remember he was wearing a gray sweater. I would have thought that he'd be wearing, like, a gamer shirt, like you got fragged or whatever, but um, I don't know why. Anyway, so the reason I said that he was a gentleman but not as sissy about it was that in the dream, I remember, he kept being like, is this okay, is this okay? Like, if he was, you know, like, take off my pants or, like, going up my shirt or something. But then once he was there, he fucking went to town. And that's really, those are most of the details I remember. Oh, also, it didn't take place in the bedroom. It was in, like, a living room, and it was kind of dirty. And um, I don't want to make anything else for the sake of entertaining you. So that's it. Um, thanks. Bye. I'm sorry. for really weird. Bye.
2: That's really good, Jordan. Okay. You yeah. didn't dream rape her is what she's trying to say.
3: <laughs> no, I'm a very I mean, you' aggressive
2: chick positive you were careful even not to dream sexually assault her at all mm-hmm. not in, I mean not up and not necessarily even rape, but like you didn't dream take off she didn't dream uh uh unconsensually remove her pants, for example,
3: sure, sure, and I know that yeah, and that's good of me because I know some you know you know you want to be. You want to
2: be You want to do it Antioch, polite, but, Antioch College style. You make sure you get consent at each level sure. of the sex stream. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what you do once once that happens? You Rachel, to, you know what you do. You
1: go to town. You go to
2: town. That's absolutely correct. You Is go okay? to town. Is this okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Is this okay? <laughs> now... Let's go into town. <laughs> now that I've established that it's okay,
3: I'll be going to town.
2: Okay, now... Can you tell me if I've gone to town too much? We have one... Or not enough. We have one last call on the sex dream topic. Sure. Now, this is... I mean, it's a very short call, but I I think... I'm not certain, but I think this may be the creme de la creme of this entire telephone call genre. This may be the single best sex stream that anyone has called in to report. I mean that's I don't know. That's a
3: that's a that's something old state.
2: Perhaps even better than Carrie Strug from the United States <laughs> Olympic gymnastics team circa nineteen ninety six or two thousand or whenever that was. I
3: don't know. Is this better is this better than that one we had where the woman uh had rough sex with george bush while this while the uh um secret service watched uh,
2: and she was a street prostitute <laughs> yes <laughs> and she had to she george bush hired her to berate uh, him. him
3: yeah
2: and talk about how small his dick was maybe no this is better this was All simple right. well, i'm anxious one, i'm anxious to hear this dream call that one let me put it this way jordan that one may have been dickens but this one is hemingway okay you see what i'm saying
7: Hey, guys, I'm calling about a weird sex dream I had. This was like when I was like 11 or 12. Maybe I had no sexual experience under my belt. And I had a sex dream about uh, where I was fucking the, the female protagonist of Caroline in the city. I, I don't know where it came from, but there it is. Okay, it's <laughs> pretty good.
3: Maybe, maybe for, uh, for kind of crabby... Your crabby art assistant was watching too. That would be a nice little feather in the cap.
2: What about this? What if somebody had a sex dream where they were inside Herman's head?
3: Or when they had to stay after Drexel's
2: class. <laughs> somebody had a sex dream about Kubiak from Parker Lewis Cam lose. <laughs> something, something, capital critters. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> well, let's let's take let's get serious for a minute and do a couple of momentous occasions, sure, shall we? Sure. Just for our listeners who don't know, occasionally we ask, and for Rachel, occasionally we ask if something moment, momentous happens in your life, call into our hotline to commemorate it. So everything from someone getting locked on the porch by uh, the children that they're babysitting to, um, you know, the the time that you made out. We had someone call in when she made out with the captain of the football team. (laughs) So here you go. That's sweet. Classic. It's classic (laughs)
7: is what it is. Gentlemen, this is Jay from Toronto. A momentous occasion, especially after this long, really, really snowy Canadian winter. I just saw the first Robin Redbreast of spring.
2: I did not know. I have to confess. I did not know a Robin Redbreast was actually something. It is. It is. And it's the first one of the spring. Mm -hmm. Now, if that doesn't touch your heart, if you're not bawling like a baby out there, then go fuck yourself. (laughs) Okay, next one.
7: Hey, Jordan Jesse, this is Will from Chicago
6: calling in with a momentous occasion. I am in my hands right now holding the first book in which uh, anything I've written has ever been published. Uh, Even cooler than that, the intro to the book is written by Judge John Hodgman, and I'm the Thing in the book which means we bookend it which means we're ink brothers.
2: Now, before this, I one of the reasons I like to I wanted to play this. Well, I mean, I'm happy to support the McSweeney's book of book jokes. Mm-hmm. But uh which I presume is the book. But uh I also just I had no idea what the exact definition, I'd heard of the term bandied about a lot ink brothers. Sure. but I didn't know exactly what the definition of ink brothers was or is. I assumed it was maybe if uh, two people touch their pens together. Their quills. Uh, their quills. Actually, it turns you out... You dip it, your quill into someone else's ink well. Exactly. That makes you ink brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but as it turns out... Or, whatever, if, you, uh, or if you both uh, take a bite of opposite ends of a squid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you
3: exactly. And you meet in the middle. Right at the
2: sack. hmm right, right, right at, at the, the ink, ink sack. sack. You
3: both bite the sack at the same time. Yeah, and
2: it makes a little squirt on both ends. You have to do oh, it And Also, you've
3: been doing peyote. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, it turns out it's it's not it has nothing to do with peyote, not even mescaline.
1: Sure. it's just
2: when somebody writes the first thing oh, in an anthology book, yeah, book yeah. and somebody writes the last thing in the anthology book, those two people become ink brothers. Okay, w- w- one more w- one more momentous occasion.
6: Hi, Jordan Jesse, this is Tess from Chicago. I'm calling about a momentous occasion. It's about one thirty in the morning. I stopped at the grocery store for a post bar and the person in line kindly offered me cuts because I had fewer items and I look up to discover it's none other than WGN TV Chicago's finest weatherman, Mr. Tom Skilling who then proceeded to spend about 10 minutes explaining El Nino Summers to me in the grocery store line at 1.30 in the morning. It was amazing. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye.
2: Now that is the kind of magical moment mm-hmm. that momentous occasions is is designed to capture. Exactly. Television weatherman at the grocery store at one thirty in the morning. Probably I can't say for sure what he's doing. My best guess is he's buying Sudafed to turn it into meth. <laughs> He's at the grocery store standing in line. He graciously offers cuts to a Jordan Jesse Go listener, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is the kind of great thing that happens once you start listening to Jordan Jesse Go. All of a sudden, people are offering you cuts that you didn't use because you only have a few items. Exactly. Uh, You just have to know the secret passwords, and you are in. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He, he offers you cuts. He's a park in
3: handicapped parking spaces too. So if you're listening to this, just start parking in handicap parking spaces. It'll it's work like out it's fine. great. It's totally fine, you're not gonna get towed.
2: Yeah, it's no problem. Loading <laughs> zones too. Yeah. You're a you're a okay for loading zones. If you've got anyone's driveway. Yeah, any driveway <laughs> at all people will well, park actually, across the driveway. People will actually if you park in someone's driveway and you've been listening to Jordan Jesse go, they will come out and give you a hand job to thank you for parking in their driveway. Man, that's gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Why do you keep turning on me this show, Jordan? <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. I'm... You're fired.
2: Wow. Okay, can I still hang out? <laughs> yeah, totally. Can you get the beer nuts though? <laughs> yeah. You brought funny. beer nuts, right? Yeah, I did. Awesome. Awesome! You want to play Soul Calibur? <laughs> Do I? Iris coming over. Yeah, I get to be Voldo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Nightmare? I'm going to be Doldar. <laughs>
3: That's that guy from Soul Calibur. Oh, okay. <laughs> you
2: can be Turkey. I, I thought being a guy from Soul Calibur just meant making up a funny name. Nah. No specific funny names. So Numtor won't be one. Numtor actually <laughs> is one. Oh, He's Master of the Numchucks. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. Jer- la, 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 la,
1: la, la, la.
2: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. <laughs> Jordan Morris Boy Detective. With a singer-songwriter, Rachel Cantu. We're wrapping things up here, Jordan. Saying bye. Um action items this week. Uh well, if you live in a foreign country and that means any country besides the United States, and hey, how about this? Any country besides Hollyweird, the country that yeah, we live right? in. right? <laughs> it's like it's, it's the People's it's Republic little, of Hollyweird. Everybody's weird. dressed like Spider-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> all the time. This is crazy. Um, lots of Bed, Bath & Beyonds. Um, I don't know. Mostly beyond, Cause, cause only
4: Hollywood has.
2: Yeah, only in Hollywood. is that popular chain. Only in Hollywood. Okay, you can send us some candy. And I'm going to open it up. If you do live in some other part of the country that has a weird regional candy. Oh, if someone would send us a can of Big Red, please. Big
3: Red soda. Someone, you know what? I was at in the Louisiana. store.
2: There was Big Red at the store in no. an 18-pack. Yeah, at Ralphs. Oh, really? Well, cancel my thing. Okay. If you if you live somewhere where there's caffeine-free Dr Pepper, you can send me some caffeine-free Dr Pepper. If you're going to mail us some White Castle hamburgers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you You can also
4: buy those at the grocery store.
2: Really? Yeah. Frozen. Huh. Can you get us if oh, you're mind, if then. you're out there and you can get us a squid so we can become ink brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so just send it to us. Uh, the address is on the website. Click on about. Uh, or you can call us at 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Uh, Rachel, uh, let's just say I'm a I'm an indie rock enthusiast. Right. Um, let's just say that I was uh, delighted by uh, the beautiful songs that you sang on this week's program. Right. Um, where would I go to find out more about you and or see you live in concert and or uh, buy some kind of uh, memento uh, that says Rachel Cantu, such as a T-shirt or compact disc?
4: We can buy the CDs, my older CD. I'm in the in the midst of recording a new one, and um, the old one is on iTunes. It's Rachel Cantu, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. also And
2: Cantu's ex- spelled exactly how you would expect. E, right, right. The traditional <laughs> spelling of Cantu. C
4: A N T U. Okay. Um also obviously everybody has a MySpace page now. My website doesn't work for some unknown reason. Um but so
2: you, got the, but you got the MySpace. The MySpace,
4: Your Geocities, the iTunes, dot
2: com slash
4: exactly. St.
2: Clown Posse fan <laughs> slash Rachel Cantu. <laughs> Is it myspace.com slash Rachel Cantu? It is. Okay, I have a, here's here's something that happened recently, Jordan. Okay. The first time Ashcon was on Jordan Jesse Go, he told me that he had gotten, no, you told me that, that when Chris Fairbanks was on Jordan yeah. Jesse Go, he got more new friends from being on Jordan Jesse Go than he got from being on Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. What have you gotten the most new friends from in your entire life, Rachel Cantu? Touring
4: with Diggins there.
2: Touring with Tegan and Sarah. I want to prove that Jordan Jesse Go is fundamentally better than Tegan and Sarah. The Canadian. <laughs> We've been saying
3: that for years. Yeah.
2: I mean, we finally have a, a metric we can use. So, <laughs> myspace.com slash Rachel Cantu, make Rachel Cantu your friend so that we can finally defeat. Those Jordan and Jesse are better than Tegan and Sarah. It's the old it's a it's a thesis and I think we uh yeah, we can prove it. Absolutely. And it's it's simple. It's just as simple as going to Myspace.com slash Rachel Cantu and clicking on add. And then Rachel, will you do us a favor and uh next week give us a call and let us know how many new friends you got from us. You got it. Okay. It's done. It's done. Dunzo. It, it will be done, Jordan. Uh, We're going to be live in uh, Amherst, Massachusetts next weekend, Uh, Saturday night, April 12th, I believe Mm -hmm. it is. We're at UMass Amherst. Um, You can find more information if you go to our forums. You can find out all the information. It's totally free. Uh, we're going to try and see if we can put together some kind of meetup, but we're not sure because we have complicated tech schedules and uh, different other schedules. Jordan has to teach a, a workshop sure. uh, about improvising and that kind of thing, so we're going to try and fit in a, a meetup at some point during the day there in Amherst. Um, but it's absolutely free and open to anybody, uh, uh, so we hope that you will go. And there's also some other really cool groups on the bu- on the bill, like uh, Team Submarine, who were on uh, the Sound of Young America a few months ago. So we will see you in Amherst, Massachusetts, uh, especially thanks our theme music comes from uh, light in the attic records it is love you by the free design before we finish out i want to say one thing about the free design we got this email rachel was just asking what is that great theme music from jordan jesse go it is love you by the free design courtesy of light in the attic records here is an email that a listener forwarded me from his buddy who he sent uh the free design song to Uh, so you are a bastard for giving me that free design, awesome bullshit, motherfucker, badass gayness. (laughs) Eric and I were video chatting and we just stared at each other while we played and we made up tap dances. Then uh, Billiter heard it and got a boner and almost poked his eye out. Then I Googled Free what? Design and found out they did stuff with Enoch Light. Then I remembered that my mom and dad have ass loads of those records in their basement because I'm used to those when, when I used to use those when we pretended to be Run DMC. I'm an asshole. You're an asshole. Our assholes are assholes. This is the greatest email ever. Wow. Love, Chris. <laughs> So that is the kind of thing that will happen to you if you buy yourself a copy of the Best of the Free Design from <laughs> you'll, Light in the Attic You'll turn into records. a nonsensical weirdo. That is magic. That yeah. is magic. And you you don't even just have to listen to you can you don't have to listen just listen to Love You. How about this? Why don't you listen to Kites Are Fun?
3: Yeah, Kiji's Ouija.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about a,
3: it's about an old man with a magical Ouija board. And there's Shut a lot up. of amazing
2: yeah. tracks on the Best it of totally the Free exists. Design CD, and you should totally buy it. Okay, we'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse go